I don't know. It feels like that there's been an airing of grievances. Maybe there was a, a festivus, a festivus miracle on the defensive <laughs> side. Like, welcome to My Got a Podcast. I'm Jim Wood. In this episode, John Powell and I review Georgia's 34 to 11 win over Michigan in the Orange Bowl. As always, remember to check out store.mygotapodcast.com to see our latest merch. And you can follow us on social media at My Got a Podcast. Finally, if you like what you hear, please subscribe, rate, five stars obviously, and review the show. If you leave us a review, you just might hear it on an upcoming episode. Now, let's join the conversation in progress. I mean, we've we've been like skirting around, you know, trying to talk not talk about this this matchup for how long now? <laughs> you you had to rein me in constantly, like, hey, we we got we got to play Michigan. It's like, well, in retrospect, did we? <laughs> mm. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Stop looking ahead, John. Stop looking ahead. Uh, you know, and 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 conversely, conversely, did Alabama really have to play Cincinnati? Like. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, I don't know. Like, so I guess, I don't know. That, that one was, uh, I guess that game was closer technically. Right. Um, was it though? No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even neither of them were close. Neither of them were close. Um, but, uh, it, it's, it's kind of weird because so the way the orange bowl went, I think that's basically what I would have assumed would have happened when Georgia were to play Michigan before we lost to Alabama, if that makes sense. So, you know, when, when Michigan beat Ohio State, we were all celebrating, saying, oh, yeah, like that's the Big Ten team we want in the playoff, right? You know, we'd much rather play Michigan than Ohio State. And then it's like we kind of forgot that when, you know, after the SEC championship game, everything was so doom and gloom. And we kind of started questioning ourselves. And I mean, I think the main thing, and like, I don't know, we said it, I heard it on like every, every podcast that I listened to last week was basically, all right, like who is Georgia? Is Georgia the team that you saw for 12 games in the regular season? Or are you going to argue that Georgia is the team you saw in one game in the SEC championship game? And, you know, against Michigan, we saw the team that showed up 12 times, not once. Right. Um, and so now, you know, we've seen Georgia play like that. I mean, especially defensively. Right. Um, right. I mean, that was, it was back to, okay, this is Georgia football. I mean, everything, although I mean, both sides of the ball, I mean, it was a complete domination. And I think like, I didn't even realize, like I knew it was a domination, but it wasn't until I rewatched it on new year's day. I was like, Oh my gosh, like this game was over like in the first quarter. Right. <laughs> it felt like it should have been over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, after uh, the Kenny McIntosh trick play touchdown, I mean, the game was pretty much over at that point. I mean, they were done, <laughs> which is kind of crazy. Um, yeah, we went up We went up 14 nothing, and it was like, I don't know, I don't, are, they, are they even going to be able to score? <laughs> right, right. It was nuts. I mean, we just, we, we jumped on them, and we did. I'll, I'll say, you know, like, you were kind of like trying to pump, I think, yourself and us up <laughs> when we were recording the preview, and, and you were like, "Yo, I just want to like dismantle them. I want to make them quit. I want to break them. And all this kind of stuff." And man, <laughs> we did. So your wish was granted. <laughs> My wish was granted. My score was not, which I'm totally fine with. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I don't think anybody expected to well i guess i shouldn't say anybody but like not many people expected to to walk away with uh, that that type of dominating performance uh, i know graham um graham and john both had scores that were pretty close to the to the final score there yeah but um you know we were predicting similar results for versus alabama too so you never know with these games so you got to yeah. you got to you know actually tee it up and and play them so the, I, I don't know, man, it, it felt like a totally different team. I'm, I'm convinced at this point that there was something, something happened with the SEC championship, whether it's you want to give into um, the conspiracy theory that we sandbagged the game through it because we knew that Alabama was going to be in no matter what. Yeah. Um, or I've increasingly heard that more guys were sick than, than were being talked about or led on to believe. 
um, everybody played out of their mind. I mean, some of that's going to be like, you know, Chris Smith wasn't a hundred percent during the, in the the SEC championship game. Um, you know, I mean, there, there were players that were available that, you know, I mean, Brady, Brady seemed like he was playing a little bit more, but like, yeah, he came back. Yeah. Um, which he didn't play at all (laughs) previously. So it's like, yeah. Guys got healthier. Guys got rest. I mean, it'd been how long? Like almost like what? What three weeks? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, about three weeks. Yeah, and, yeah, and, it was, and we saw like so many guys. And, you know, it was a sad day for like the Michigan Bros that had been like, you know, talking smack on Twitter all week. Um, and you know, like I, I know I saw a bunch of guys like posting the video clip of when like there was a play where like Jordan Davis was gassed in the SEC, SEC championship game, you know, and he kind of was mm-hmm. hands on his hips and not, not putting forth the full effort or whatever. I saw no. that clip floating around a lot. Right. And like sure. they learned uh, <laughs> what Jordan Davis does in this game. I mean, he was back to, you know, running guys down the, you know, insane quickness for his size. Um, it, it was, it was fun to watch. And like everyone was doing it. Everyone was flying around the play where there was like a swing pass out to the right. And it was a Michigan sent a guy in motion and the Kobe Dean was tracking him in motion and then ran him down and tackled him behind the line of scrimmage. I mean, that was like straight out. Like that was straight up. It was like, I was watching Roquan Smith again, you know, like, I mean, he was to that level. Um, the defensive performance was ridiculous. I mean, every, like every category that we talked about, like, Oh, um, like even <laughs> like, like coach trail bills over unders, like, everything went in Georgia's favor, I think. Um, like we went mm-hmm. over his yards, rushing, his the passing, except for the rushing TDs, um, <laughs> which I, mm-hmm. I know we talked about that earlier uh, before we were recording. That is kind of weird that we didn't have any, but, um, you know, Nobody four sacks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but we had four sacks in the game. They had zero sacks. You know, they turned the ball over three times. Um, it was just an absolute – Domination. And I know you like to look at the um, the ESPN win prob- probability, and that's a that's a fun graph to look at for this game. It it is a very fun graph to look at. It's it's something. It's a bit of a you know it's a bit of a sport uh, here at my got a podcast where we look at the the game tracker um, to see what <laughs> what it looked like at what point did it be, become completely out of out of hand for the other team. I mean, you could you could debate. Um, you know, at what point that actually was for for Michigan. I mean, frankly, like it goes from like it goes to eighty percent um, from seventy seventy five to eighty percent um, when yeah, it, it was it was in the first quarter, like you said. Yeah, um, exactly. It was it was in the first quarter uh, where they didn't yeah. get a first down, and then it it just went right back over to right back over to Georgia. Yeah, it, it's in it's in the nineties on fourth down. It's in the nineties. Okay, okay. It's in the nineties in the second quarter. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> it's at, well, I, I, so, I've got it at ninety-eight point nine percent with a minute, to, a minute five to go in the second quarter. Exactly, right? like That's crazy. like less than less than a minute in the second quarter, right at halftime, which is kind of around that time period that I feel like a lot of dog fans and you know Kirby Smart himself, which. I haven't seen you know. I talk, you and I were talking about this before before we were recording, but like, what what the heck happened at the end of the first half? It was shades of Mark Rick style clock management. It looked like Kirby was really upset with Stetson for either not moving through, or maybe maybe he had a play call lined up that Stetson was supposed to call that he didn't call, and I yeah. don't know. It just seemed like there was a lot of wasted effort and time that was would have been good practice for you know what mm-hmm. we're about to go up against where we might need it may come down to we saw it in the last game you know it may come down to getting a score in before halftime or a field right. goal which is what happened to us in the rose bowl um, in right. 17 you know we, we were able to get a field goal right before halftime I, I, that definitely didn't make me feel warm and fuzzy inside obviously for this game it was inconsequential but in the big picture right. like i'm hoping that we don't need to rush something like that and you know unsuccessfully so something yeah. to work on there you know it's just one of those things like hey we need to we need to button that up we need to know exactly what's going on 
as we're going into halftime, especially against these these jokers we're about to go up against. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. And I guess like my thing on it too is it's like, uh, I I mean, it, well, it gave us a great gift. <laughs> so we did get a good Kirby Rage Stroke gift out of it. But like, it was kind of weird to me because, you know, when he was all on over Stetson, because before that, like while he was getting mad before the half was over, it seemed like he was a yelling into his headset, which I'm assuming is Munkin on the other end, and then also be yelling, you know, towards the field, towards Stetson. So, um, but I don't know, like the, you know, like in general, I find his rage strokes funny, and like it's, you know, I feel like it's hopefully it's good coaching and helping them. But I don't know, I, I kind of felt for Stetson on that one. Like the play calling was, they kept calling running plays. Clearly, Stetson wasn't feeling a sense of urgency for whatever reason. Uh, Kirby mm-hmm. could have easily called a timeout with 45 seconds. Like, you know, I think it was when we got the first down. I can't remember exactly where it was, but there was a moment where Kirby walked over to the ref and there were 45 seconds left and he, he should have called timeout. Like if you're that upset, you got a timeout, call timeout and then go talk to everybody and yell at them then and maybe actually be able to still get some points. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I again, I, I generally enjoy the rage strokes, but that one was, was kind of weird. <laughs> I felt like it was a little unfairness that's him, but whatever. There was a lot of little weird quirks um, in this game. It almost feels a little bit like, and I wonder if, you know, in the 30 for 30 recap of this this season, when it's all said and done, like how much prep did they do on Michigan and how much prep did they do on Alabama in these last three weeks? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Because it seems like the, the team itself is like this unfinished business mentality. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I – if you were to go back and like look at some of the pregame pomp and circumstance with this the situation, um, I kind of felt like Michigan lost this this game when they got off the bus. Basically, mm-hmm. um, there was not a whole lot of energy that I felt coming from this team at all. Um, starting with the way that they were, I, mean, I hate to say it and, and sound so petty, but like they they didn't look like they were there for business. They weren't they weren't there for a work trip. It looked like they were there for fun. Um, mm. They were all dressed up in matching sweatpants and you know sweatsuits and stuff. Which I know that like, there's a lot of teams that do stuff like that, but you know you look at our boys and we're like coming in their suit and ties and stuff like that. You know Kirby's going to these photo shoots looking like he's going to a business meeting as the CEO and. Mm you know, Harbaugh is dressed like he's going to go tour the mall. Um, (laughs) Right. right. I I mean, I I don't know, dude. It just looked like that we were much more focused and much more, um, I don't know, we were much more ready for the moment. Um, We've been there before. We knew what to expect. We knew how to to deal with it. Um, You saw that in some of the and some of the posts and stuff like that, like I, I know that John, John tweets was keeping us updated on all the goings on of TikTok and Instagram live oh, uh, shenanigans the Michigan, that the, yeah. the Michigan players were posting um, with their, you know, there's some of their starters that were being requested to go and hydrate before they went to bed, uh, <laughs> being forced to go to bed. I don't know. I mean, right. I'm sure that some of that was going on with our, our boys too, but like, I don't know. It just felt like that they were not ready for the moment. And then the the quintessential moment for me was when ESPN and some of the pregame uh, videos and B roll footage that they do. They they showed a they showed a, a video of the offensive line for Michigan walking into the stadium, and I don't know. It just it just oozed fake juice to me. The whole thing just oozed. <laughs> it just oozed fake juice. They were wearing run the run the damn ball shirts. Yeah. With their pit pit vipers on, trying to look like that they were down south Georgia boys. Um, I don't know, man. They looked like they were faking it and they looked really fluffy too. Uh, which just, <laughs> it, it kind of reminded me of the, the pregame a while back when, when Georgia Tech, like they posted these like sideline photos of them doing workouts and stuff like that. <laughs> and our guys were like, Do y'all work out? Like, do they, do they lift weight? Y'all lift weights? <laughs> right, right, right. Which I know is weird to say because that's a Joe Moore, that's the Joe Moore award winner. Like this, that was that was the thing, and I was not impressed. I was not impressed with the yeah the off the bus look of mm-hmm. of that team. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I just I didn't know, you know, kind of what to think, right? Because you know, I, I, obviously we don't sit and like watch Michigan, and like what I saw of them did look did look you know pretty good, but we had seen some things that we felt like we could you know exploit, and and weren't really sure. I don't know, on a few things, but like in general, I think one of the things we, you had actually said, like, can we please win the coin toss? Right. And like, and, and we didn't, <laughs> and they deferred. And, but like when Zamir White ran the ball up the gut for nine yards on the very first play of the game, I was like, oh, it's on. Like, like that really set the tone. And th- that, that was the, turned out to be the answer to Hug Dog's question of, you know, if you see this in the first quarter, for me, it was if you see Zamir White run up the gut <laughs> for nine yards in the first play of the game, I felt really good. So like right away, um, that first drive was a thing of beauty. I mean, it was per- it was perfect. It was absolute perfection. It could have ended earlier. Uh, I-, I was watching it again today. I think you might be right. I think there's a chance Cook could have scored on that on that long run I, if he didn't yes. turn it back. I think you're right. Did you watch the all 22? Did you watch the all 22? I, I didn't watch that, but like, it, cause if he just stays okay. going left, I think he probably scores. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. So the, the safety had an angle or I think the safety thought he had an angle. And I guess James saw that as well, but I, I don't think he was fast enough to get there, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, um, no, I think he could have beaten him to the sideline. Yeah. But so, you know, so that, that drive and then like, you know, on Michigan's first drive, uh, like I felt a sense of desperation on the very first drive, right? I mean, you know, we talked about watch for the flea flicker, right? We, as we said, we saw one every single game. They ran it on the first drive. Um, and then we saw them go for it on, on fourth down on the first drive, um, which, you know, I that play that was actually was there, drive. but, you know, but there was a lot of pressure in McNamara's face, um, you know, to, to, to kind of cause him, I would say, to, to miss that throw to the tight end, but. And Wait, then from so there, you did see over, the plays right? were there. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, there, there were, there were, some, there were some plays. There were some well, plays there. There were some plays there, but I, I would a say lot of hell for that. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. This <laughs> insight into the text. I was trying to calm you down. Um, but I, I guess my thing there, what I would say, what I, this is one of the things I was looking for because I remember that play. Um, oh, and I'm not sure whether it was Wyatt or if it was Davis, but. Someone like pushed the center back at like into McNamara. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's the kind of thing, like you've got these guys in your face and that can affect the throw. So, uh, but again, but it was just, uh, you know, from there it was on, right. (laughs) I mean, um, you know, they go for it and forth down and don't get it. We march down and score again. That was the, you know, that was the, the trick play, the McIntosh pass, which I don't know. Did you, I'm assuming you saw, I, I think we talked about this, but, James Cook's comment that like McIntosh not once threw a good pass yeah. in practice <laughs> when they practiced. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine that's was, one of those things. I imagine that's one of those things where Kirby was like, Ooh, I wish I hadn't said that. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I think he said he was like shocked. They were surprised they to get it. the call. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was funny. That was funny. Um, well, I, I think we, I think we maybe like got a, a little ahead of ourselves. So like, let's let's take a step back. So mm. when my mentality going into this game was like, where, how did we get here? And that's actually part of what I'm drinking right now, Jim. As I have a little <laughs> bit, I have a little bit left over of. We haven't talked mm. about the bourbons that we're drinking today. You might have heard my 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 cork pop, but uh, I'm actually drinking dove dovetail barrel dovetail. Okay. Um, which is you know pretty good, pretty good bourbon. Um, it's actually the, the bourbon that I purchased at Clemson, um, mm. for the Clemson game. And okay. coincidentally, um, that's also what I was drinking. And coincidentally, I went back to the well on mm. what I was wearing part, partly mm. because, partly because I looked in, in the wardrobe and was like, it is 80 degrees outside. I need <laughs> shorts and right. I need something light and airy. <laughs> so I just put on what I wore to begin the season with, um, and so that's, that's I, I feel like, I feel like going back to get, let's get back to, get back to the basics. Let's not try anything new mm-hmm. or fancy um, yeah. and just stick with what works. And so I feel like the, our, our, our bulldogs kind of took that to heart. Yeah, for sure. And that was one of the things I think we said, right? Like that's what we wanted to see them do. And I would, I would say they, they certainly did that. Um, exactly. And, 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 and like the things, 
it, it just, I don't know, like plays ended the way we had seen them end before. So like, for mm-hmm. example, you know, when we gave up, like we gave up what one big pass play in the first half, right? Like kind of down the right sideline, there was a big pass play over um, Darion Kendrick, but he ran the guy down and he made the tackle, um, which kind of, to me, reminded me back of like, you know, like, like South Carolina, like remember South Carolina, although they ended up, they did eventually get a long touchdown pass, which, uh, you know, whatever, but like the first one was the same kind of deal, right? Like get a huge long pass play, but you make the tackle. And then in this case, we are able to hold them to three points, right? I mean, that, that's the kind of thing that's so different as opposed to what we saw in the one game, right? In the SEC championship game where the big pass plays went for touchdowns. Um, yeah, we just, that like that stuff wasn't there. And, and you know, I mean, they don't have, they don't have the athletes. Like it's the kind of thing mm-hmm. where this game went like in hindsight, Maybe we should have seen this coming, but we were also like broken. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, for sure. From the last game I, you had seen, and I think this is kind of the proof of like you're never as bad as you think you are after a loss, kind of deal. You know. Hmm. Yeah, I think that the 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 tendency for this team, this Michigan team, to want to run, which is kind of where I was, you know, kind of hung up on, was like, can can we make get them into a position where they are forced to throw the ball? You mentioned like. Yeah. In, in our preview, you know, these two teams are almost identical and they pretty much were Mm -hmm. um, with the exception of, you know, the turnovers. Um, Yeah. You know, they, they obviously were chasing. I mean, when you get down 14, nothing in the first quarter, like you're chasing the game. So the running, the running game kind of went away a little bit based on just just what they were up against, but also like we put them in that position because they couldn't run the ball at all, but they also didn't necessarily want to because they couldn't afford to. Right. Um, So they turned the ball over and I mean, we've, we've, we created turnovers. Like I was actually, you know, that's actually something that we did highlight in the preview was that Michigan had seemed like that they had been living and dying on, on turnovers because these games that they've been playing have been fairly Mm -hmm. close. Like, I don't know that they've necessarily like, blown the doors off of people but like i think i mentioned that to you and you did in some of those games like that i felt like that they were the benefactors of some opportune turnovers um iowa was in the game until they started turning the ball over ohio state they turned the ball over and those were you know whatever but they lost the turnover battle by a substantial margin i think that we probably dropped them down to what was it they were plus five and they had three turnovers so like we yeah. yeah, so we we impacted their turnover margin pretty substantially. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I, I, I think that that it ultimately came down to how our defense played, and I think that if we mm-hmm. were being honest, as you look ahead, like we need that defense to show up, we need that offensive line to show up. Um, yeah. The the pass grade, I think the the, the this game was the highest graded game for. Salyer and um, McClendon mm-hmm. in terms of like the PFF grades or whatever, which if that means anything to you, um, our offensive line had some, the best performance that it's had in quite some time. So some of that's definitely talent related. I think Michigan was like number 15 on like the, like the blue chip ratio or whatever, like the talent ratio um, in the country, which mm. is obviously a step off of Georgia and Alabama. So, but again, I think that we, uh, aside from an inopportune coin toss loss and um, tur- turnovers, like yeah, I think that I think that we can fix some of those problems that we had against against Alabama, and I'm hoping that we can get to um, you know kind of what everybody saw in the game film that this is probably what we should have expected in this game is that shutting down their offense, creating turnovers. Um, and creating push, and and we did that in spades. And then the, the yeah. other thing is um, the third downs. Our, our third down efficiency was phenomenal for the setup to what ultimately became the route. So in the first, we were, I think that when we were in third down situations in the first half or something like that, um, I know Josh Josh put Dog Stats posted um, some of this information was like. Okay, so I, f- I found what I was talking about. It wasn't it wasn't dog stats, although he did retweet it, and they're kind of a team. But um, Graham and his twelve takeaways on the Orange Bowl, um, which like, like his number one takeaway <laughs> for for this game was um, 
it was all about first down. So the the first down plays in the first half. So I, I thought it was third down, but it was first down. They okay. had a hundred percent success rate on the first seven uh, mm. on the first seven first half first downs of the game. So got it. That's a, that's a, that is absolutely like punch you in the mouth. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna have a whole lot of success on the day if that's the case. Right for seven first downs in a row. You have a hundred percent success rate. That's literally the definition of getting run over. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was the whole. You know, I, I wanted to see us like stay on schedule, right? And like, boy, did we ever! I mean, it was uh, it was a clinic, man. Monk and I would. He ran a clinic in the first half. Um, it was. I mean, it was definitely. Yeah. It, 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 and I, I say in the first half. I mean, the second half, it was just kind of like, ah, eh, like whatever. Like the game was over. Um. So. That is where, you know, the only, <laughs> to me, the glaring thing was the Stetson when he, like, threw the ball up uh, mm-hmm. on the first drive of the second half. Um, but that was his that was his kind of one play. Um, and, I mean, uh, frankly, he does that every game. There's, like, there's one play like that every game where you kind of scratch your head. So, honestly, it was kind of par for the course. Um, but, you know, no one was around it. It didn't hurt us. Um, would like to just not, would like to just see him not let that ball go you know, in the next game, um, which there was a similar scenario that came up later in the game where he was kind of rolling the same direction and he threw it in the stands. Like, that's what I wanted want to do there. And he did later in the game. So who knows? Um, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was definitely. Yeah. It, if I, but you, so you, you mentioned when you mentioned Salyer earlier, I just, I mean, like the guy had an amazing game or you know, the whole line did. Um, I mean, I don't think either of us would have believed that Michigan would get zero sacks, not with those two guys, both of them. I mean, we kind no, of felt I like, mean, you know, like they were going to get theirs or whatever, right? I mean, so I thought that I think I think on the preview I mentioned that they would at least each of them would probably have like one one sack. That's kind of what I was expecting. I was expecting yeah, yeah. them to get two Stetson at least one or two times between the two of them. And they didn't. Mm. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> some of right. the videos that came out afterwards was just like, man, our boys took their soul away in on yeah. multiple occasions. Yeah. Um, but you did see some of the talent there. I mean, you saw Hutchinson kind of um, absolutely school Darnell Washington on, mm-hmm. on the play, which, you know, ended up not really being – Super impactful, but like, um, I mean, there were there there were fits and starts, I guess, a little bit. I mean, obviously, we like Hutchinson had a fantastic play. Um, yeah, at the beginning of the game when we flared out Brock Bowers into a bunch set, and like I, I think I'm, I texted this to you guys. It's like, man, if we ever see Hutchinson that far away from the ball, like he clearly is is going mm-hmm. in coverage. And we need right. to take advantage of that. Um, yeah. But we ended up throwing a little screen and Hutchinson was able to blow it up like immediately, which, you know, a good player like that. I mean, it's not saying he's a bad player. He just had a bad game. They got outmanned. Um, we have more talent to throw at them throughout the game. Um, I'm sure he, that, that, I mean, they were gassed. I, I told you guys um, in probably, I want to say it was like the first quarter or the second quarter it looked very similar and very eerily similar to what happened to Georgia um, when mm-hmm. we played Alabama. Was like they looked gassed, dude. Ninety-seven yeah. was had his had his had his hands on his hips. He was huffing and puffing, like looked like he was just getting getting absolutely <laughs> to put it in a, in a TikTok video that came out. Horn swoggled. He was getting horn swoggled. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. But yeah, um. yeah, I, I agree though with your your point of like that like I I think uh, like I don't like to say like oh like they were overrated and these kinds of things like I think Michigan is good and to your point I think Hutchinson is good I think we just had a plan for him and mm-hmm. and dominated him uh, it was it was it was impressive yeah um, but the other thing talking about impressive was Stetson I mean yeah frankly like. I mean, if you look at his if you look at his numbers for the Bama game and the and the Michigan game, though, very similar, right? Like, 
He threw for mm-hmm. over 300 yards. He had multiple touchdowns. The big, the big change there is can he not turn the ball over? And we talked about yeah. that on the preview. It was like we just need Stetson to not turn the ball over. And yeah. we've mentioned it multiple times throughout the year. Um, he is good for one or two bonehead plays. <laughs> and it just so happened that this bonehead play that, you know, he threw that ball up for grabs where he probably should have thrown it out of bounds or taken a sack or mm-hmm. – you know, you cannot do that against Alabama, and I hope that they drill that into him over and over again. Like, we just cannot have those kind of 50-50 balls under pressure, under duress. Like, not so much under pressure, but under duress. Like, mm-hmm. he was running for his life. Like, either take the sack or throw the ball out of bounds, like, period. Or take it off and run, which I think he did. He clearly was mm-hmm. coached to tuck the ball and run. Or some of these plays were designed, whether or not – I don't know. There's a couple of plays that he ran – I wasn't really 100% if it was a design run or not, but um, he clearly was flushed from the pocket a few times and created something out of nothing. There was a couple of times where I wish he would have slid, but, you know, whatever. Um, (laughs) Right. Yeah, I mean, he's he's good for a couple of bonehead plays, um, a game, and it just so happens that a couple of those bonehead plays against Alabama resulted in major, major um, hindrance to our, you know, our, our victory. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I, I agree. Um, you know, I, to your point, I don't feel like he had a designed run. Because uh, I know we've been doing a lot of the zone read and, and like where he'll keep it. I don't think he ever kept it on the zone read that I can remember. Um, the big run was play. definitely uh, where he kind of broke contain, scrambling. So Yeah, yeah, there was one play where, I mean, maybe it wasn't designed, but like he definitely tucked it really quickly and took off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, it, it, he, he he did. I think you're right. Like he did, kind of what we were hoping he would do. <laughs> yeah, like general, he did. Right? He did what he should have done against Alabama, and yeah. maybe some of that's going to be to, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, I feel like that, like we've had in years past with the previous regimes, um, the Rick era and prior prior coaches was, you know, those guys. They, they got in our head, and mm-hmm. Michigan, unfortunately for them, you know, didn't have the luxury of being in our head. Um, right. Yeah. Never were in our head, never because we've only played them, what, two or three times before? So, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think that we, we're playing with a team, like a team that has something to lose, um, and we are playing like this is, this is the season. So, there's no more excuses. You just got to line it up and, you know, let's. let's line it up and let's play some football. You know what I mean? And they definitely did that in spades um, against Michigan. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was also, I think it was pretty special to see James Cook have the kind of game that he did being a South Florida, Miami area kid. Um, that was pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. You know, had multiple long catches. Uh <laughs> Like I, I, I know I did what pretty much everyone did when when you see James Cook. Now when you see him go in motion and see the linebacker go with him, you know you announced everyone that you're with. Like we're throwing to Cook on this play, <laughs> uh, and, and when we did, and, and it worked again. Um, I also wanted to say too, like kind of back on the Stetson thing, but it was something that I noticed on definitely on, on the touchdown pass to Cook. Um, you know, so Stetson didn't get sacked, but he did get rocked a couple of times. Um, he actually gets clobbered on the touchdown pass to James Cook. If you go back and watch that, he gets nailed right after as he's throwing it. Um, mm-hmm. And there was another time that happened. I think I think that happened like on the first drive. I can't remember who he was throwing to. I think I think it was, oh, it was the deep ball to Brock Bowers. Um, it wasn't exactly in the right spot, but Brock made a great catch. Um, but that play as well, you know, Stetson was getting hit as he was throwing. Um, so, I mean, he, you know, he did a great job of standing, standing in there in the pocket, standing his ground and, you know, make, making those throws. Um, it was, it was a heck of a game. And obviously Brock Bowers was doing Brock Bowers things. Um, <laughs> like he always does. Uh, the kid continues to be impressive. D- did you see, apparently he got hurt. I-, I didn't even recognize this at all during the game, but I saw stuff today about like the Brock Bowers is fine. And I didn't even realize that he went out of the game injured. Did he? Apparently, I, he I hit his shoulder. I didn't even pick up on. I didn't, I didn't at all. Yeah, I didn't at all until today. Somebody asked Kirby if he was okay, and he said he's he's fine. I guess at some point he came out and they didn't put him back in, but I didn't notice it just because like we were up by so much. 
I guess. Oh, I don't geez. know. I don't remember that coming from the yeah. podcast, but they said he's fine. How about, how about, you know, we talked about this, um, you know, with the defense needing to show up and things like that with the Alabama game and whatever, like, so we had all these, we had all these issues from the Alabama game. And I feel like that we got so many answers from the coaches and, mm-hmm. you know, Jim, did it, did it seem like our, our defense was a little bit more focused in this game? Yeah. I mean, yeah. do you think that that might have something to do with our, our defensive coordinator, like being a little distracted in the last you know, for the last game. So, yeah. I don't know. I, it feels like that there's been an airing of grievances. Maybe there was a, a, fe- a, festivist, a festivist miracle on the defensive <laughs> side. Like, basically, basically Kirby Smart got together with everybody and was like, all right, listen, I know you're a head coach at Oregon, but we need you here. Do you want to be here? And he's like, I want to be here. All right, then let's, let's get it done. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. Yeah, so, right. right. <laughs> I got a lot right. of problems, and your people are going to hear about it. <laughs> So, so I, I mean, so so from the defensive side, obviously we shored up a lot of that. I mean, frankly, I was wondering if they're even going to score a touchdown. And I'm sure if you're probably like me, like you were watching it, and like uh, I was texting, uh, much like I, apparently I do during bowl games, is I text message my my friends that are like, you know, obscure teams fans. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. I, I was text messaging with my Michigan buddy last year. It was the Cincinnati buddy, and uh, this year I was texting him too. I was like. How are you feeling, bud? Welfare check. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but uh, but I, I was messaging messaging him all, all game long, and it was just like, oh man, it, it was not fun because <laughs> he was one of those Michigan guys that was talking a big game. Right. I actually wanted to. Ask, I, I'm glad you brought him up because I wanted to ask you a question because you, you, something that you told me because uh, I meant to go back and look for this and I forgot to. I'm curious if you did. He, you, you told me that he was basically saying, like, man, Georgia holds on every play. Uh, kind of mm-hmm. like what we say about, like, Auburn or Alabama or whatever. Um, right, right, right. And I don't know. I, and I feel like, me personally, like, I never – I mean, obviously, we like, everyone holds, right? But for some reason, you always notice when the other team does it. <laughs> like, I never notice it when we do it. And I mean, I'll not say never. There are definitely times where I see it, and I'm like, ooh, got away with that one. But I didn't, yeah. I didn't notice it so much in this game, uh, but I'm never looking for it. I, I am wondering. I was curious if you if you saw anything. I didn't, but I forgot to. I mean, I saw a couple here and there, but nothing that's going to change the course of the game. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I actually, I was texting him. Um, one thing that I did notice on both sides of the ball, uh, like on offense and for defense, um, I did feel like that the the referees were really loose on false start. Like they would show <laughs> these replays. Yeah. They would show these replays and it was like, oh wow, like that guy is definitely going early. Like they could have easily called a false start there. I feel like Jamari Salyer had a false start every other play. Like like either mm. Salyer was having false start or like or he's that much faster or everyone else is being slow to react to the snap or something cuz it felt like Salyer was a half step back before anyone right. else. Ever, like, the fix, the fix was that. in. The fix was <laughs> in, Jim. <laughs> Yeah, the fix is yeah. in, Jim. They yeah. they just want the SEC to win everything. Um, <laughs> right, right. But going back to going back to what I was saying, like if you're like me, like, and you're watching that touchdown on the, on that busted coverage play, you're like, mm, mm, yeah. like it, it kind of reminded me of earlier in the season when the, that the time I can't even remember the game where it was like we were shutting them out and it was like, oh dang it, they scored. Yeah, <laughs> that was Kentucky. That was a Kentucky. Kentucky. That's what we were. We were so mad at the end of that game. Yes. yes. That's what it was. That's what yeah. it was. Because everybody yeah. was mad. They're like, dang it. I just yeah. wanted to shut them out. Right. Like, dang it. I, just, I didn't want them to score a touchdown at all. <laughs> right. 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 At least this one was with like all the backups were in uh, on that, on that, on that drive at that point. Um, yeah. Total blown coverage. Yeah. All right. So we talked about the, we talked about the end of the first half. Let's talk about the end of the game. Cause there were some things at the end of the game that I was a little curious about. Like number one, why were the starters in for so, so long? Um, mm. Number two was why were we throwing the ball um, when all we needed to do was chew clock. And I felt like that we were, I don't know. I felt like we beleaguered, we beleaguered this win um, towards the end more than we needed to. And I just hope that like, I hope that those kinds of things, like the beginning of the first, like the end of the first half, and the the way we ended the game, are just not indications of you know. 
So our, our, our inability to close things out. Does here's that make what sense? I'll say. Yeah, it does. But my, my take is this. I think, I think it's a legitimate, it's, I would say it's a more legitimate gripe of the first half than the second. At the end of the second half, I mean, the game was over. Kirby was more concerned about calling a timeout to make sure that no one dumped Gatorade on him because he didn't want to be celebrating this win. We're going to celebrate next week. Like, I don't know if you noticed that. That's why we called timeout. I'm pretty sure. Because <laughs> he wanted to nice. get on the field and get away from those guys and be like, we are not celebrating this. You know, there's more to be done. Um, right. And, and it, it, there were – I know we, we were texting, right, because with the offensive line, there definitely were some starters that were still in. But upon rewatch, they, they there were some changes. It wasn't everybody. Um, there There had been some moving around. And there was a lot of running. Right, I think because uh, at that point there was a lot of Kendall Milton and Kendall Milton and Dejon Edwards. So I don't know. At, at that point, to me, like the game was over. Um, I would rather like focus on getting out of there healthy, honestly. Than I had actually been kind of frustrated some during the season where we kept trying so hard, like Tennessee game, for example. Right, we were trying so hard to make sure that Tennessee didn't score again that I felt like we were putting starters at risk of injury. Like I'd much rather, or yeah, I'll give you a busted coverage with our second and third team secondary. You know, I'd rather that happen than, you know, Ringo get injured or whatever, you know? So the end of the game, the end of the game doesn't bother me. I think the end of the first half was definitely weird, but um, for the rest of it, I think, you know, we had pretty much already turned our focus to Alabama. (laughs) I did. I don't know, man. It's it's the last it's the last live football we're gonna have before mm-hmm. we we play these guys, and I don't know. But yeah, but I, it wasn't. But again, it was not the starters at that point, though. Like they weren't. I mean, Stetson was still out there, sure. But you know, you yeah. Had, this, thank you, thank you. <laughs> but Stetson was handing the ball off at the end. I mean, so you know, he's he's turning yeah, around I, and giving it to was, Milton. He was, but we were also throwing it too because I remember texting you guys, and you guys were like, "What?" Like it was, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I you. I was. I was making that. I was making that comment that like, why are we doing this? Why are we doing that? And you're yeah. like, everybody was like, just enjoy it. Just enjoy the win. Like, yeah, man. We're like, we, just blew, we, we just had a blowout playoff victory win. Uh, yeah, yeah. Focus on well, the big picture. But yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I oh, go ahead. There's definitely there's definitely things that we can improve on. From this game, for sure. Like oh, yeah, Kirby, goes back and looks, Kirby goes back and looks at this film. I'm sure that he's going to be getting those boys right for for Alabama. Um, let's talk about let's one thing that we haven't talked about that I was actually like as the game wore on, and I was actually texting with my Michigan buddy about this was, I in games like this the two quarterback system does not work. Mm, yeah. I felt I felt that they had they had much more success with McCarthy than they had with McNamara. Yeah. Um, and my buddy also agreed. You know, he's like, yeah, dude, Mac, uh, McCarthy's like, you know, he's the he's the heir apparent. You know, he's he's got the the more lively arm. You know, he's a more talented quarterback. It's very similar to some of the comparisons that have been made on JT Daniels and you know Stetson all year long. But we have rode the Stetson train mm. as opposed to going the route that Michigan's had where it's like, I mean, I think it was in the first quarter. Like we had, you know, there was a series, maybe there was two series, one or two series uh, with McNamara and then McCarthy came out. It was like, Oh yeah, this is a change of pace or whatever. And it's like, yeah, I felt like that it never gave either one of their quarterbacks an opportunity to get comfortable in the game in the biggest stage of their life. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, you know, like on the, in their defense, I guess, you know, I would say they're probably kind of in the mold of a stick to what got got you here kind of deal because they mm-hmm. did, they've been doing that all year uh, and it has worked. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it definitely didn't work here. I, I agree. I felt like McCarthy looked better. And, I mean, ultimately, like he finished the game. Um, you know, I don't, I, I don't know. I didn't ever hear anything whether – that was just so, a resting thing, or McNamara was shook up. I think it was after his last fumble that he never came back in, is the way I remember it. Yeah, I mean, so for for my from where I sit, you know, we talked about this that 
I don't think that Stetson was going to have as long of a leash. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. In the Michigan game, I also I also think that is also going to apply for the Alabama game. Like the stakes are higher. The stakes are so much higher. Yeah. So if you see that your what got you here plan is not going to plan, then you got to throw the the you got to throw your entire game plan out in the first mm-hmm. you know five minutes of the first quarter. I mean, so be it. I mean, the yeah. the offensive coordinator. Like when he was, he was from Alabama, right? Like, I think we talked mm-hmm. about that, right? Like yep. he's from Alabama, right? I didn't make that up. No, um, you did not. That is accurate. I mean, so he knows, he knows how to game plan and he knows like the contingencies, obviously, because that's what Alabama does. Like they just, right. oh shoot, right. plan A is not working. Here's plan B and you have no answer for it. Like that, that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. kind of what, that's kind of what the Alabama coaching like tree is, is known for, right? Like, yeah. Um, well, I think they just had no answer for Georgia. Period. I mean, obviously, <laughs> that's kind of for, problem, right? For for sure, for sure. Clearly, <laughs> clearly, that that was the problem. But like, they also didn't do anything to help themselves. Is my point, Jim? Like, yeah, yeah, they yeah. Didn't, yeah. Like, hey, our, this isn't working. Like, let's try something different. And they didn't try something different until the game was over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks to be you guys. What, how did you feel about the? What was your feelings on the? I mentioned that the Kirby like not letting the Gatorade bath. I like the mentality. I'm. I, yeah. I haven't. Like I said, I, I, I. Part of me in the in the thirty for thirty wants to know like what was going on behind the scenes. Mm. Did they did they dedicate any time for Alabama? Like, did they see this coming? Clearly, they did because they saw things on the film. Like, I mean, I felt like our our defensive. Our defensive linebackers, like, I mean, Nakobe Dean played lights out. Like, there was that one play where he literally ran from one sideline to the other to tackle a guy. Yeah. And I don't know that there's a single linebacker in the country that can make that play. I don't think yeah, that, was, I think that he made, I think that he made millions of dollars on that film alone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 For sure. I was just going to say, like, so we, t- we talked about the defense. We talked about the defense stepping up to the way that they, we were, we were hoping they would, but like mm-hmm. at the same time, there were players on the offensive side that hadn't like AD Mitchell, like have a mm-hmm. game, son. That's like, true. That's a good I point. Mean, he has, he has caught, he's caught a lot of hell for like, you know, drops and you know, where, mm-hmm. where has he been? Like what's, what's going on? Like what? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like that he was a bit of a question mark all season long, like on the, on the wide receiver front. Um, but he was an absolute unit out there. He was a weapon. He was, you know, he made good routes. Like I thought that AD had a, had probably the best game of the entire season for him, right? Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that for sure. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it, they were again. It, I, I think the play calling definitely was a clinic, but the players still have to execute. So you got to give them credit for that as well. And you know, we spread the ball around like we've been doing, and it worked. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, and, and we talked about like. If you look at the rushing statistics, I mean, so we had 190 yards rushing, but no one guy had a ton of rushing yards um, individually. But then also, there's so many, there's a lot of lateral stuff that's essentially running place, right? Mm-hmm. It worked really well. Um, at that, I was really well, very yeah. happy, very pleased to see that. I'm hoping that. that I'm hoping that that's also something that we can leverage for you know the future, for the next game. And some of it felt like maybe yeah. some of it was practice for the next game. And that's kind of why I was saying, like, it felt like that. I, I don't know. I don't want to say that they were overlooking at Michigan, but like, I'm wondering how much of this was, how much of this was for Alabama as well, because, you know, if mm. uh, if you were if you were to look at it, if you were to look at it, like, you know, we weren't really able to move the ball on the ground, and the question was, can can Stetson win the game with 30 passes? Do you do you mm. think that if you were to go back and look at this? If you were to go back and look at this game and say, do you, do you think that Stetson needed to throw 30 passes? No, he didn't need to. He didn't need to, he didn't need to throw 30 passes in this game, yeah. but he did. Yeah. And I feel like that that was a message mm. that they were sending to not only the team itself, like, hey, guys, like this is what all these you know assholes with computers and Twitter and keyboard warriors or whatever, like, this is what everybody says. Like you, you can't you can't throw thirty times and and win this game. You can't mm-hmm. have Stetson throw thirty times and win a big game. Like, well, literally, he answered 
every single question that, that could possibly have been asked of, of him. He yeah. ran, he threw, he read, he, he gained, he, he balled out, he balled out. And I think that there's a little bit of like a little bit of, they gave, they gave Alabama a lot to think about. I feel like, mm. um, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting in the next game because, um, I think that our team is peaking at the right moment. Um, I think that the loss kind of shook everybody up nicely. Like it was like a, yeah, that wasn't a huge deal for us, but, um, we're still everything. We still have everything to play for. And I have a feeling that they're going to take advantage. Nice dude. I think we need to end on that. I like, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I actually do kind of want to leave it at that. So let's one quick logistical thing. I think our uh, preview episode is going to come out a little bit later in the week. I think than it usually does, but we'll still be, you know, similar number of days prior to the game as usual. Uh, so with the game being on Monday, um, you know, the we're, we'll, we'll have the episode. I think we're, we should have it up by Friday is kind of the idea. Um, so we'll, we'll get word out uh, when we're going to record and, and uh, solicit for questions and all that fun stuff. So, but I think that's the plan. And we have, uh, you know, preseason, <laughs> when we previewed the season, I don't know if you remember, you said, uh, you know, if Georgia doesn't win the SEC championship and go to the playoff, the season's gone off the rails. <laughs> 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 and so, you know, what you didn't take into consideration was the fact that we could not win the SEC championship and still go to the playoff and still make it to the championship. That's true. <laughs> the championship that's true. Championship. Uh, that's, so. true. that's true. Uh, too good. It, cool. It is what it is. Like, like I said, you know, in the last episode, we were talking about it. Like, you can't, you can't truly overtake Alabama until you backdoor a national championship. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We're, we're trying to Alabama, Alabama, Alabama. <laughs> that's how you do and it. and we're yeah. trying to crash we're trying to crash a party and we'll get to that in the next episode awesome cool all right man we're looking forward to it uh we'll talk again soon to preview the big one absolutely man this was fun it was a fun game good win great gift content go dogs go dogs <laughs> <laughs>